Hello and happy Christmas and welcome to the Beercast's Christmas special. Hey. Hope you're all feeling festive. It's December. We've been outside playing in the snow, rolling snowmen around, getting all frosty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> rolling pre-made snowmen around. <laughs> yes, they're much easier that way. You don't have to bother with actually making them to roll them about. Um, so we've come inside now in the warm and we're going to try four winter slash Christmas beers. And uh, I'm Richard, obviously, and with me as ever is Shovels, my uh, head elf. How are you doing, Shovels? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm a bit too big for an elf, I think. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have uh, Gruben. Hello, Gruben. Hello. And uh, with his red nose in the corner, it's Mr. B. Hello. Hey. hey. Okay, so the first beer is Meantime Winter Ale. Excellent. I'll do the honours as ever. Am I the only one that waves at Rick when they say hello? <laughs> you do yes. wave. Yeah. No, we appreciate the wave. That's good. I don't know why I do that. One day we'll get like a video cast and we'll uh, people can see what we're actually doing, but until then it's just... Uh, just imagine your cheery wave. It's better this way. We don't have any Christmassy glasses, or the penguins are kind of Christmassy. It's got, definitely wintry. They've got snow on. Bagsy penguins. Okay, you got the penguins. There you go. I don't know how Shrek is connected to winter. There you go. A famous Shrek glass. Smells good. Oof. Uh, so this is from the Meantime Brewing, Greenwich. Do we leave in any in the bottom of this one? London. Oh, we uh, really prepare. I think it said bottle condition. It does say. Right, yeah. I'll leave a little bit. Best. Well, the problem is with, with black beers, when they're bottle conditioned, you can't really see what's going on, so... Unlike the uh, the wheat beers, um, so today we're trying four winter ales. We've got one from each country or four different countries, so that'll be. Uh, and we've got special news towards the end about next beer cast and how exciting that's special. going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As if this one isn't special enough, you this should wait until the next one. Christmas Plus, special. we've got a special bonus section when the three of us, without grieving because he was in Canada, tried pork scratchings. Mm-hmm. Is that coming at the end of this one? We're going to put this at the end of this episode, yeah. So you can actually hear us trying pork scratchings. Stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned, absolutely. Right, this smells... Good. Heady. Wow, it's nice, isn't it? Um, so the Meantime Brewery were founded in 1999 by a group of friends in London, and they started their production in April of 2000. And they were the first, the only British brewery to win medals at the 2004 World Beer Cup for Viennese Lager, which they brew for Sainsbury's. In their Taste the Difference range. This is the winter ale, and what you get from this shovels, enjoy. It's quite dark. Um, some burnt flavours in there. Yep, dark and smoky. Yep. Kind of a top of the mouth taste as a, <laughs> we're using a top and back of the mouth tastes. The shovels mouth chart. <laughs> get out your shovels mouth charts now. We'll put that to... up on the website so you can check it out. Diagram one, figure eight. Top of the mouth, okay. Top and back. And back. Not much on the tongue. Yeah, I'm actually, yes, I actually agree. Yeah, it probably means something in tasting terms, but uh, obviously we're not. Well, they have the different, the, the fifth sense, don't they? It's, uh, was it umami? It's, it's not bitter and it's not sour, and that's a different part of the mouth. So it could be that. What do you call it? It's, it's called umami, isn't it? Umami, yes. The fifth yes, sense? Yes, you're right. Yeah. It's not like time. Wow, um, learned something today. Yeah. No, I've re- I read about it. It's, um, isn't it like crazy as hour, isn't it? It's yeah, a, it's, it's an to, extra element. Yeah, it's an extra element, and it's predominantly, or thought of, or considered in Far East cooking. Mm. It's not Japan, something that we think about in the West much. And no. not in beer, anyway. Heston well, Blumenthal certainly not in beer, it. no. So maybe that's it, or maybe it's just bitter. I don't know. But <laughs> bitter. 
if you listen to the last episode, we did um, German beers, and the, the last beer was uh, amusing, if nothing else, for the reception that Craig gave it. So this is smoky, but not not quite as. Yeah, smoky, but not nasty. Mm. <laughs> it definitely a... doesn't taste of ham. No, no, no I see. You're no. missing the smoky bacon thing. No yeah. ham. Mm. Uh, this we we enjoy serving suggestions here on the beercast, and this one has a very specific, probably the most specific. Um, which I'll read out. I don't think it says on the bottle. Maybe it does, but less so in the bottle, so it's got writing both ways, oh, on it, horizontal yes. and vertical. So don't really need up. to be. It says here. to best enjoy meantime winter ale. Wrap up warm, go outside, and kick up leaves in the streets until the end of your nose goes red. Then step back into the warmth, open a bottle, and let the aromas of roast coffee, chocolate, and vanilla beckon you. Savour the richness of dark, smoky malts supporting a palate of roast chestnuts, caramel, and molasses. Molasses. Whilst you wiggle the warmth back into your toes, English fuggle hops, dark malts, and smoked malt provide a fireside warming brew. It's just a coincidence that that's what we were out doing. We, yes. <laughs> yeah. Only just. We were kick, kicking leaves up into the street and causing. This must be a, a, an English beer because if it's winter in most other places, you're building a snowman. It's winter in Britain. There's no snow and you're kicking leaves up. <laughs> you can't make it's snowmen out of leaves. <laughs> make a leaf man. Yeah. <laughs> We don't get snow up here. Well, we do, but not very much. It's oh, the kind of really. unfortunate anyway. kind of fishy snow. Um, that suggestion is on the bowl. Oh, is it? Right. It's that big, long spiel oh, okay. horizontally. That you can't turn up. Yeah. Uh, but I bought this in Sainsbury's in Bethnal Green, of all places, because being a London brewer, you, you can get meantime beers here, but not, not this one. What are you doing in Bethnal Green? My brother lives near there. So all right. I was dancing in. It gets very, very, very licorice on your tongue once you have a few mouthfuls mm-hmm. I'm getting the like you're, you breathe out you get licorice you can I just breathe out the coffee and molasses licorice definitely it tastes a little bit like a stout actually I have to sure all my information comes from a label as always but it has a 35 bitterness unit oh yes IBUs yeah. what is that yeah. well uh, some of the other beer podcasts that I listen to always talk about the IBUs um uh, I've never really bothered with them because I don't understand it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Maybe we should learn. Maybe we it should. It doesn't taste very bitter, though. It's it? not very bitter. Maybe 35 isn't much. IBU. Is it on the scale of 100 or what? Your homework. 17,692.5. Without knowing the scale, it means nothing to us. Yeah. I, yeah. I would think, well, the bitterest beer I know of is the, the crazy American Imperial IPAs, although acai is quite bitter. It kind of, it's a really dry kind of. Sucks your cheeks in because it's so, so dry. But I, w- I would think that's it's reasonably better. But again, I, I don't know what the scale it's is. It's got quite a lot of warmth to it. I mm-hmm. think maybe. Yeah, that's the point of these beers, aren't they? They're warming. Mm, supposed to... Yes, I wouldn't say it was better exactly. It's the equivalent of a mulled wine. Yes. To me. I think we've got about the right temperature, actually. Yeah. Which is cool, apparently. Cellar temperature. Cool, but we, not... did a, we, did a, we did ask for a serving temperature. We did. And it came back as... As cool. co- cellar temperature, yeah. Cellar. So Any colder, you'd miss some so of the complexity. About 57 degrees, I feel. Oh, no. Centigrade. Oh, no, I don't, I don't old know. Old school, sorry. Uh, yeah, centigrade, so what, 10, 12? Something like that, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, I, can't, I can never do the calculation. Sounds about right. Yeah. But this is one of these beers, if you had it out the fridge, it wouldn't taste <clears throat> nearly as nice. And then once you it warmed up, you'd begin to taste all the flavours. It's very nice, but it, it's. Certainly not something you would drink in a pub or something. It is a fireside Christmas. Yeah, maybe Christmas Eve. Well, what's that over there? It's a fire. 
It's a fire. It's also got a fake coals in it. And it's not. And a Mr. Potato Man. Mr. Potato Man. Well, we've got three of those. There's one there as well. But um, I think as far as Christmassy ales go, I think this is the final. Mm. Yes. Yeah, we've got um, four from four different countries. So this is our UK entry from London, but uh, obviously there's a few UK breweries do their winter slash Christmas ales. I think I will be purchasing a few of those around Christmas. It's uh, only days away. Only days away. Who can believe it's <laughs> December the 14th? I know. Can it you... felt like the 3rd just yesterday. It's amazing how time flies through December. Yeah. Once you start opening those windows in the advent calendar, the days just fly back. Yeah, they do. I find. The excitement in the morning keeps you going. It does. The whole day. Do you eat your chocolate in the morning at your calendar? I don't have an advent calendar oh. this year. I got one. Did you? From Ali. Yeah. Oh. First time ever. First time she remembered. And what is it? It's a Simpsons one. Oh, nice. Does it have chocolate, in it? chocolate in it? It does. Oh, it's good. Wait, name dropping left, right, and centre today. Jeez. We hope we get some free stuff from all this. Yeah. From the Simpsons? Yeah, I'll see. So, <laughs> what have you had so far, given. Not the first 14 days, but maybe the first two or three. So. First two or three. Um, some some chocolate. But are they in shape? They're in shape. Shapes. I had... They're, they're difficult to describe. I had Homer chasing um, Bart with a Santa hat on. In chocolate? In chocolate. See, it's a little bit complicated to... You can't really tell from the chocolate shape. You have to look at picture. So they're not Simpsons characters doing Christmassy stuff? Yes, they are. Oh, they are? Yeah. Okay. They've got hats on. Oh, Santa hats. Yeah. So will the 25th be a full-on Simpsons nativity scene? The 25th one is huge. And apparently one of them has a fridge magnet in it and not a bit of chocolate. Can I come to your house every morning (laughs) just to see? I'm quite looking forward to that. Alison gave it to me in the cellophane wrapping and it said, do not give with the cellophane wrapping on or it will spoil the the magnet surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I really really hope that the fridge magnet is covered in chocolate. (laughs) We are a little evil, aren't we? Anyway, back to the beer. Yes, um, well, Greenwich, uh, if you don't know Greenwich, it's in London. Um, it was originally settled by the Saxons, uh, and the name means village on the green. Greenwich, Greenwich. Mm. Uh, before the Norman Conquest, it was quite a nasty place to live because the Danes invaded the Thames region several times, and they camped at Greenwich for three years, uh, during which they kidnapped the Archbishop of Canterbury and tried to ransom him. Uh, and the ransom they demanded was 3,000 pieces of silver. And being a holy man, he thought, no, my, my life isn't worth that much. I'm only a, a humble man. So they bludgeoned him to death with bones from a feast. Mm. Not a bad way to go. Those uh, nasty Danes. But when they returned his body, uh, the parishioners at Canterbury put a stick in his blood, put it in the ground, and it grew into a tree. And therefore that was the miracle and he became a saint. Mm. You learned some interesting stuff from this. Yeah, well, it's but that wasn't Richard, really. Yeah. Does the research man. No, I look at Wikipedia and <laughs> it tells me all I need to know. <laughs> Greenwich is most famous now for? Meantime. Meantime. Oh, yes, okay. And uh, the. But, well, the time. Mm. The boat was there, that boat. It caught fire, didn't it? Cutty fire. Cutty fire. Cutty fire. Cutty fire. Cutty fire. That's the one. The clues in the name? No, the Cutty Sock. Yeah. Oh, the one that Philip burned down. Prince Philip, he yeah. was there and it caught yeah. fire, yeah. Prince Philip burnt him down. And the Millennium Dome, of course. Mm-hmm. It's in Greenwich. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's not, no longer in Millennium Dome, it's now the O2 Arena. O2 yeah. Arena, yeah. yeah. Have you anybody been to the, the Dome? No. no. Been to Greenwich, very nice. Yeah, Greenwich yeah. is good. They've got a museum with all clocks in it and yeah. stuff. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's free. 
which yeah. in London is yep. something worth celebrating. That's Russian Museum's free. Mm. Greenwich Village is lovely. There's a really nice market, some really nice pubs down there. You can stand one foot either side of Meantown. Ah. I've actually stood one foot either side of the Continental Divide in the United States, which is quite cool. One so, foot either side of Meantown won't mean anything, though, will it? No. It's, it's still just, the same time. That's pointless. It's a pointless exercise. Technically, no. If you go down to the minuscule, time will be changing, surely. No, but there's, well, there's no yeah, error. There's no minus plus button. one or error but either time way. Zones are totally time arbitrary. Zone, it's zero either side. Anyway, I think we should yeah, score this. It's not really the beer, is it? I was going to tell my Continental Divide story. Oh, okay, sorry. go. Well, it's not a story. We are rudely interrupted. It's just quite, it's quite cool to stand on the point where if you put your left foot on your right foot, stuff that hits your left foot goes left will go into the Pacific and stuff that hits your right foot and goes right will go into the Atlantic. Mm. And that's Continental Divide. It's somewhere in Colorado, well, it goes down the whole continent. <laughs> in fact, you could say it divides the whole continent. <laughs> Once again, the Nate clues in the question. Uh-huh. Let's score it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. So you, Grant? Um, six and a half. Ooh. Interesting. I'm going to give it a half score as well. Mm. I'll make it easier for Richard and his percentages. No, no, I can do halves, don't worry. He's got a calculator. <laughs> I... Come back to me. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it seven and a half. I think it's a, a tasty, tasty brew... Going back to okay, I was going to drink them. Um, yeah, it is nice. You can certainly taste the uh, the kind of it is smoky, but it's. I mean, that's a sad thing now, is because we had the the Slankola smoke bit, smoke bit. <laughs> you might as well just speak German. <laughs> I can't say smoke bit. I just say smoke bit in that kind of Sean Connery type voice. Um, but because we had that, and that's kind of soured our opinions of smoke smoke beer I quite like that beer actually yeah, no I mean yeah it wasn't it was but it was such an acquired drinks, yeah. such an acquired smoke smoky taste that now anything that tastes slightly smoky you think well it's not not as crazy as that so therefore I'll score it lower oh no I'm getting a phone call quick I give I give it a seven let's go (laughs) turn off your phones in this podcast thing Amityville here what's going on did you not see the signs when we came in mobile phones we are live on air (laughs) yes folks I'm sorry you thousands of listeners we are live on the 14th of December these things happen (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, so yeah so having summing up um, it's it's dark and it's nice and malty so I'm going to give it a seven Seven for me, just to confirm. It's very nice. Yeah, it is good. So up next we have a beer that I think Mr. B might appreciate, possibly, mm. and the rest of us might not. Ooh. Interesting. Time for beer That'll two. Be Indeed. Bed. Okay, beer number two, which is um, early in the Weissbrow, and uh, das Winterbier. Yeah. So this is a this is a German winter beer, and on the front of the label it says what Schneeweiser. And uh, Shovel speaks German, as we found out last time. So I'm going to ask him. And he, he was mulling this over only seconds ago, and I'm going to ask him what Schneeweiser means. I have no idea. Okay. Snowfall? Well, Schnee is snow. snow. And Weiser is white. So white snow. No. <laughs> Almost. Snow white. Snow white. There you go. Hey. This is the snow white beer. Absolutely. Right. It's, it's very highly bottle conditioned. It's um, almost opaque when you hold up to the light. Cloudy as you like. And I've got a feeling this is going to taste like ho hoo gum. Ah, thus the comment about why 
Craig will like this and we won't. And we might not. Yeah. Although I, I like quite like I don't like Craig Garden. I don't? No. I thought you did. I like Weebeer, I don't like Hoogarden. Um, Hoogarden? You've got me saying Hoogarden, mate. <laughs> it's Hoogarden, it's the Belgians. Mm. That's what they say. Mm. Um, it so doesn't smell very strong, actually. Right, who's the penguin? It looks like you. Okay. I always do this. <laughs> He's done it again. Poor conditions beer, and I get the dregs of the bomb. <laughs> do you want a knife and fork? Erdinger <laughs> well, are the world's it. largest producers of wheat beer, as we found out last time on the beer cast. Oh, there's loads left in the bottom of that. Like, sorry. I'm just tasting it before I pour the rest in, so I can... And their slogan is, Einmal landet jeder beim Erdinger Weissbeer, which, as we all know, means everyone... Lands with give myself a shitload. Yes, you have. You I have. Is that all bottom? You got all the bits in the bottom? I think there's some bits left. Okay. Careful now. Uh, sh- as you said, Schneeweiser is, schno- is Snow White. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm sorry, I've got this, this, the Schnee in the snows. It's German for Snow, Snow White. And uh, Erdinger described this as their special winter beer, which they first produced in December 1997. Ooh. Uh, so we'll we'll try it now and we'll see how it compares to the Erdinger other wheat It beers smells like Erdinger. Because they do make this in a special way, apparently. Yeah, what's a special way? Because I'm thinking I mean, the other one was quite Christmassy. This one's just I can't wheat taste beer like. No, there's there's something there in the background that I can't put my finger on that's different, but that's it. It's <laughs> um there's one little thing different. I think with Weissbeers, the thing with them is, they, it seems to be the flavours disguised by a lot of fuzz in your mouth. Mm. You, you taste them and it's like... You mean it physical goes, fizz? It goes, there's, there's the fizz, fizz and then yeah. there's the... Almost like the fizz is disguising something. So you just get subtle hints and then it's just... You feel cheated. Yeah, almost like a... The word bland is wrong, but... This lingers a long time. Yes. But that's not where, sure that's the, where the different flavour is. I'm not sure what the taste is, but it really does stay. Can't figure that out. It, it's a much more golden colour than other wheat beers. It's, it's almost malty-ish, but not quite. Is it yeah, honey There is, there is a bit of Malteser there, mm. down at the end. I was thinking honey, honeycomb Honeycomb-y yeah. Malteseriness. Maybe what that is. Well, I what, think it's great. It is. It's not bad. I uh, say it's great, uh, but it's not... You know, I can't remember what the regular... It's not too dissimilar to this. Yeah, I haven't, had it, for, I haven't had it for years, the stuff on tap, so I can't really compare. No, you'd compare this to the, uh, it wasn't Erdinger, it was the Franciscana Crystal Clear we had last time. Um, yes. It was just a straight up wheat beer. I, didn't like, I like this more. The allegedly clear wheat beer that wasn't. Um, but this one, uh, the, reason, the difference with this compared to other wheat beers is that they mature it longer uh, they get the summer malt harvest and then they mature it until mid-October to make the flavours a bit more pronounced. Uh, it's only available from November to February. And uh, what they say on the website is that with the slightly darker colour and slightly higher alcohol content than the classic Weiss beer, it offers a, a change at the coldest time of year when we like to treat ourselves to something special. So they don't add honeycomb. <laughs> well, there's definitely, there's definitely there's something taste there at the end. And, yep, I agree. And they say they say it's an ideal complement to hearty foods such as those around the Christmas table, which is interesting. I don't know how you have Christmas in your families, but back in mine, we just usually drink wine at Christmas. Whereas something like this would be quite nice with a turkey roast. Yeah, there has been a resurgence in beer, and food. beer tasters, beer and food mm. coming in and, and recommending a beer with a meal. 
even on uh, cooking TV programs, which I'm a big fan of. Mm, beer experts now. Yeah, a couple of a year or two that's been going yeah. on. I think people are really starting to appreciate good beer, which is great. It's what we need. And Thanks to us, primarily. <laughs> we, we started the ball rolling, obviously. They do refer to it as the beer cast effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's um, quite, quite nice. Yeah, I, I I prefer it more than the German. It says beer cast we did. Oh yeah, it wasn't Erdinger, but the other wheat beer. We had. Yeah, yeah, it is nicer than that. Yeah. It's but it's still it's not as good as as Erdinger on its own. I think it's. So lose you something in it, or gain something which makes it lose something. Erdinger are doing quite well from the beer cast because their, their Dunkel Wee is still a joint top beer cast beer of the year. Mm, More of which later. Yeah. But yeah, this is a nice label too. It's a nice kind of snowy. Again, it's the difference between winter beers and Christmas beers, and the first two we've had have been winter beers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a proper beer, it's not some jokey Christmas. Version. Yes, I'm sure the brewers don't think of it as jokey. Santa Claus. No, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of Christmas beers because inevitably they're just ram some rotten mistletoe in it or a bit of chocolate or something and try and pretend it's Christmassy and stick a fancy label on it. it Sneak in the corner. Yes. It makes me wonder how much of these they actually shift because if they only make them. It's, they spend all year make well most of the year making them and then they only sell them for three or four months. Obviously, How many liters do they make though? They maybe don't make that much. Ten. Again, he's probably not prepared for this question. <laughs> I know that Erdinger make eight thousand hectoliters per day. Hectoliters per day. Of beer, but I don't know what percentage of that is the Christmas. Not much. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't have thought. What's a hectoliter? What is a hectoliter? Thousand liters. Well, it's like a hectare, but in liter form. Is that right? Yeah, so if you, you pour out a litre of beer across a hectare. So are you saying that's... <laughs> what? No, so he- that's hectare. Eight, eight hectare. million litres a day, oh, is that hectare, what you're saying? Oh, hectare, not hectoliter. No, hectare liter. No, it's my... See, that's what I was getting confused. Oh, yeah, I was confused. It's my broad Lancashire brogue. <laughs> yeah. Hectoliters. Yeah, they brew 8,000 hectoliters. So it's, yeah, whatever you said, 8 million. 8 million litres. Yeah, litres a day. A day? A day. Okay, that's quite a lot. Of beer. So that's mostly why it's beer and other... Uh, it's not this... Beer, it's numbing my tongue. Is it numbing anyone else's Mm. tongue? It is. Might have to have a glass of water for this one to try. After after um, a few sips, you don't taste anything. I advise that given the beer's next, you would probably want to have some water in the tongue. And possibly Mm. some water afterwards. No, no, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, We were talking when our warm-up beers in the pub before about Erdinger having their special lifestyle lager beer that has a special attachment in the bottom of the bottle, which is an opener. So you can get one bottle underneath another and open it without uh, having yeah. to go into the kitchen. Which I think is a great idea. I don't know how they do it. But. Yep, no more. Well then, let's give us some scores. Shall we score? Sure. Is that with you again, Grant? I'll give it six again. Well, well. not again, but six, <laughs> <laughs> generally. I'm sure you've given that score before. I'm not sold on wheat beers no. yet. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, it's it's It's... Quite pleasant. It would go well with food, I would say that much. Yeah, I think, definitely. definitely. Um, I'm not sure I drink more than a bottle. Yeah. When we did our Japanese podcast, you said your favourite one was the the menu, the Japanese wheat beer we tried? Yes, I know. Was that the Belgium one? It was the Japanese Belgian wheat beer, yeah. Maybe I just don't it like German It wasn't like beers. this, though, it, it? tasted a lot different. It was, it was fruitier, maybe. More than an IPA kind of mm. taste to it. 
Yeah, well, anyway, we digress. I'm a, normally a big fan of, of German wheat beer. Um, I'm not so fast in this. It's numbing my tongue. I don't really like that. I'm going to give it six. Still tastes okay. Yeah, I'm going to continue the six trend and give it a six too because it's it's nice, but not great. Not really offensive. Probably should give it five, but it's just above there, I think. So we'll go with a six. Did you say, you were saying before about why it was slightly different, but you couldn't quite put your finger on it? Is it because it affects your tongue? Is that, or is there a flavour difference? Well, it's that wee honeycomb thing that I don't think you normally get. Or no. the back of your tongue. And also the, the numbing thing you don't, don't normally get in wheat beer. I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, it's... Unless I have had numbing. Well, that must be because they... <laughs> They leave it a bit longer because it, it matures a bit in the bottle, so it's more cloudy and it's more wintry. It's not the sign of a heart attack or anything, is it? I'm not going to die when I'm done. <laughs> no, no, well, hopefully not. Drag your arm will start worrying. That's right. fine. Sorry, I'll, phone, relax. I'll phone the ambulance. Okay, yep. thanks. Uh, just guess you then, Rich. Me, uh, five. Five? five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's his own opinion, man. <laughs> Let him have it. Bear in mind, you. I was expecting a six there. You're in my flat. <laughs> Yeah, it's a five. Um, uh, wheat beers are okay. This one is a bit, bit more wheat beery, but not in a good way. It's, it's, it's fine. It's not, five's not a bad score. It's just not a good. Score. I suppose five's an average score, isn't it? Yeah. Given we do, we do score things reasonably highly on the beer cast. We've not had many beers that are below fifty uh, percent. All of us. Um, I may count for most of those. <laughs> <laughs> Anything involving honey. Yeah. Has to be. Um, but yeah, so I give it five. It, it's okay, and uh, I think if I had this with a turkey dinner, it would be a lot nicer. Yeah. Definitely a good one with food. Um, yeah. So that's our German winter beer. We've had the British one, and next we're going across the Atlantic for our first ever American beer. Ooh. Okay, beer number three. Quite looking forward to this one. Yeah, this yeah, is this, this quite exciting. highly anticipated beer. This is our American winter beer, and this is Anchor's Special Ale, or our Special Ale, the 2006 vintage. Because yes, Grant, Grant's just indicating it is a twist top, but I can never do the twist top. I know. My wrist just my wrist. Um, it makes you, Grant. <laughs> no, it totally kills your hand. I could never do it. Yeah, and we've got one between service here, so we yeah. can be a bit more liberal with the pouring. Oh, I'm loving that. Um, every year since 1975, sure this is a twist top? <laughs> the Anchor Brewers have brewed a unique Christmas ale, which is available from November to December. Uh, every year, it's different. We have a different recipe. A different label with a different tree on the front. Sorry, it's going to have to be a... And they've just announced their 33rd Christmas ale, which is the 2007, but sadly it's not available over here, or I haven't found it over here yet in, in Edinburgh. So this is the 2006 one, which, which keeps for several years, so it should be okay. Good for 2008 in this one, apparently. Yeah. But as I, they do say it remains drinkable for many years. It's 5.5%, and we've got... To them, so we're we're going to be tucking into this. And what's the initial sniffings? Yeah, I guess? Smells, smells good. It smells okay. mold, almost mold. Okay, it smells mold. It's exactly right, actually. It smells oh, like yeah. good mold. So uh, shovels is our uh, panelist with the most San Francisco experience, given that he used to live there. So you want to talk about San Francisco for a bit while I have a sip? San Francisco, it's great. There you go. That was a very quick sip. <laughs> <laughs> Did you drink what's okay? We've well, I've had Anchor Steam in bottles, but do you get it on tap in yeah, San Francisco? And do. is it better? And it is, yeah, it's, it's heavier on tap. That's what I seem to remember in the bottle. It's quite, quite thin, but just as tasty. But uh, 
yeah, it was a favourite tipple of mine when I was there. That and numerous other local brews. I do miss the uh, abundance of micro-brewed ales, in the, especially the west coast and north, northwest, especially in the, in the States. But, uh, yeah, Angostine, a favourite brewer, brewer of mine, definitely. And this is uh, not disappointing. This is the dog's knees. Did you go around the Anchor Brewery? When you were there? No, I only found out that you could actually go around it once I got back, so oh, no. uh, very disappointed. This is a very Christmassy ale. Although not in a Christmassy bottle. Well, it says it's a Merry Christmas label. and a Happy New Year, well, Anchor Brewing Co. <laughs> Are you wanting more Christmas? <laughs> I suppose the idea of a tree, not necessarily having to be a decorated Christmas tree, but they do change the tree every year when they do the different... Versions. I love the idea they do this every year, but every year it's different. That's fantastic. Yeah. Every year is a different. Every year is a different beer. Yeah. So in two thousand and seven, will be slightly different from. Yeah, this I don't think it's going to be like a lager or anything. But two thousand and seven be the thirty third beer. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, I, I couldn't find. Well, I mean, I've never seen this before, so to find the two thousand and six was pretty good. But over here in, in the UK, hopefully we'll be able to find the two thousand and seven soon and try it. If not, it's a good excuse to go back. Mm. Pick some up. Oh, yeah. mm. Excluding the um, uh, nasty crap from last time, the uh, smoke beer. This is the strangest beer I've ever had in my entire life. It's a remarkable. And beer. It, it's remark. It it tastes like it tastes like mulled wine. It does taste quite a bit like mulled wine. It's with got a really got that burnt berry thing. It's, it's berry it and uh, burnt malt. It tastes of cloves. It tastes of. Orange. Yeah. It tastes of it tastes of red wine. Close There's a red that. wine taste in there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's quite astonishing actually. The the beer. Mm. I'm not. It doesn't have a ingredients label on it. Is mulled wine one of them? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It's actually mulled wine. That is fantastic. Now, if you want a really for a real Christmas beer, this is your man. Yeah, the first the first beer, the Greenwich uh, Meantime Brewery one that was. Christmassy, but this obviously adding the spices and um, flavors is uh, Christmasing it up to the max. You might say. <laughs> yeah. I feel like breaking out some presents. <laughs> I think the difference is the meantime one was a winter beer, whereas this is a Christmas beer. Ooh, sorry, apologies. Yeah. That's what I would say, and it, because it, you can taste definitely cloves. Good, yeah, absolutely. That was it. Really, just yeah. tastes like cloves. They're really spicy, which is great. Yeah, I, I think... always make malt wine Christmas morning. Do you? really in yeah, the morning? Before. I make mince pies, I make mulled wine, I have them. But this year, not going to make mulled wine and good drink it. <laughs> now, honestly, well, if you gave this to somebody and didn't say what it was, they would be quite confused because it, it was obviously it, a beer, but even so... Would it have to be a bit be warmer sure. to, for Maybe. mulled wine? But. I, I don't think <laughs> you confuse it with mulled wine, but you certainly wonder what it was. You would, absolutely. I think, it, I think that's perfect temperature on the edge. That's good. Yeah, it's going to... Yeah. It's, Chilled. Not, not too cold, but and it's warm enough to let the flavours out. Definitely. Anchor Brewer, definitely one of my favourite. Anchor Spreadables, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. <laughs> So you make more wine on Christmas morning? Wow. Yeah. Craig is our resident kitchen expert. Yeah. I love You're making that. A very good cook. And at what time do you start drinking sad mulled wine? It's 11s. <laughs> <laughs> you continue drinking heavily till the evening. Yeah. It's the yeah. Scottish way, eh? Well... Usually in, in the Brown household, mulled wine at 11, champagne for lunch, and then beers at, at night. 
and then you know hospital in here. <laughs> <laughs> stomach pump <laughs> but uh, no mulled wine in the morning is, is a very good thing mulled wine and mince pies it's, it's the way to go no you can't go wrong there I think yeah. Oh, hang on, we're losing a losing Rick. He's just disappearing. It's almost yourself. Our anchor man has d- left the table. I don't know. Having his beer. <laughs> All our facts have gone. <laughs> what do we do? I'm at a complete <laughs> loss now. I'm afraid. Now, Rich is just away to the kitchen for what I don't know, but um, hopefully all will be revealed soon. Um, Hello. <laughs> Hello. He's back. Maybe just taking a beer out the fridge. Yes, in the freezer. Ah, oh yeah. Uh, I left the last beer in the freezer, so I yeah, we, we um, miscalculated on the temperatures for the beers, and they were too warm. Although, although in a kind I of sl- slapdash beer cast way, they've come out really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Got, I've gotten spot on so far. Emergency <laughs> freezer for ten minutes, and it's perfect. Um, yeah, so the Anchor Brewing Company, they're a well-known feature of San Francisco. They started off in 1896 under two German immigrants called Ernst Beruth and Otto Schinkel. Uh, they bought the Pacific Brewery, which was founded by another German immigrant. Um, but however, in 1906 was a, a very tough year for Anker because uh, Beruth died very suddenly, and then two months later the entire Anker Brewery was destroyed in the earthquake and fire, the great 1906 earthquake. And less than a year later, Schinkel fell out of a streetcar and was hit by a car and died. So basically 1906 was not a good year for them. Uh, the brewery survived, it was taken over, and it overcame prohibition, and in 1965 it was saved from closure by a man called Fritz Maytag, and has since gone from strength to strength. Now, I don't know if you know this, uh, Shovels, but they now also have a micro-distillery, so they produce whiskey and gin. I did not know that. So they can buy Anchor Whiskey, which is, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's something different, and uh, the gin they make as well. That would be worth trying. Clearly it's their beer they're best known for, and they have Anchor Steam, Anchor Porter, Anchor Liberty Ale, and they do, as we were talking about the other day, a 3.5% session ale. So which is your, Steam is the favourite? Steam, yeah, definitely. Um, each time I see it in the shops, I try and, uh, try and buy some, because it's not always in stock. So. Same yeah. what, what, uh, what type of beer is Steam? Is it a pale ale, would you say, or a bitter? Or? It's kind of a, a, a cross between, I don't know, a, a porter... And um, I very know, hoppy. It's, it's it's kind of IPA yeah. porter cross. So I was going to say IPA, and you were going to say porter. So yeah, it's not it's it's not really um, classifiable. It's it's regular, a, in North America. Regular. It's called a pale ale. It's but it's not like other pale ales. But not pale in, ale over here. We would actually would actually be pale. But in North America, pale ale isn't. Yeah, pale. there's a difference between pale ales and IPAs. There's a, a clear yeah. distinction, especially American IPAs that are just. A lot more stronger than British IPAs. Um, but yeah, it's a great brewery, definitely. Yep. Uh, not been to San Francisco, but I like to. Get, well, I've been to the airport, but I've not been to the actual city. Yep. There's many. Uh, I'll recommend some good hostilleries. Sure. Actually, not my uh, other San Francisco fact that you'll appreciate. The best pint of Boddington's I've ever had was in San Francisco. I'm saying this. Yeah, absolutely. In the, in the Pig and Whistle right. on uh, Geary Street, I believe. About 3,000 and odd in yeah. Street, if you're ever there. Go say hello to the barman. Steve, good luck. Do you know a few pubs then in San Francisco? Yeah, a few. We should do a San Francisco pub guide on the bit. Maybe out of date now. <laughs> 2002. Oh, okay. This one closed. If this one's still there, Google 3D view street map. It. If you work for Anchor Steam and you're wishing to fly us all over to the Anchor <laughs> Brewery, and, uh, then please do so. I'd be very up for that, yes. 
Well, I've got the best pint politicians I've ever had was in Manchester at the brewery. Well, we all know my feelings on on what. Well, going to Manchester. <laughs> so. It's a great city. I don't, how can you knock Manchester? It's fantastic. Well, I, I was maybe tainted when I went to look by, around by Salford the, University. Oh, well, Salford is technically a different city. It's not yeah, Manchester. Well, but yes. yeah, Manchester's great. And Boddington's is great. I've only had Boddington's the one time that we went up to my parents this year on mm. a golfing trip. Mm. An annual trip away to the West Coast. And it was fantastic. I had avoided it my whole life because I thought it would be you know, nasty crap. And <laughs> if, if we ever do... very good. A podcast on beers we used to drink when we were younger, then Boddington's would have to be my choice because it's what I drank all the time when I was 18 and over. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> well, we had Boddington's, didn't we, when we went to Blackburn? We did. Boddington's cold no, in Blackburn. In yeah, Preston. Absolutely. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought it would be a generic. I think when you go bitter. to Lancashire, it, it ups its game, it seems. Anyway, as much as I love Boddington's. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Anchor's theme. We're talking about Anchor. If only they did a Christmas beer. Christmas beer. Anchor amazing. Christmas beer, sorry. <laughs> It's called Our Special Ale, that's what they call it. Is that what it's called every year? Yep. Yeah. And they just change, they change the vintage and they change the tree and obviously the taste, which is fantastic. Yeah. You mentioned this is the 32nd. Yeah, wouldn't you love to get all of them and just try them all? If I imagine the, uh, the first one might have gone off. <laughs> yes. It's older than you. <laughs> well, yes, it's a year older than me, yeah, that's right. Um, but if you go onto a beer review website like ratebeer.com and you can go through all their different years and see what people thought of them yeah it's obviously the, the 2007s are out now but unfortunately we haven't yet to try it but yeah. if, if any of us ever see it I'm sure we'll buy some but you're saying you wanted to buy some then if you go to Cornelius Beer and Wine on Easter Road they've got six packs of this you're going there right after this <laughs> you'll have to get through the snow and <laughs> get through the snow yeah. on the 14th of December yeah. Yeah. and pay for your meal <laughs> 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 we weren't going to bring. We weren't going to bring that up. because now it's the fourteenth. Craig will have been prosecuted. It was like for eleven days out, ago. Not paying, on his, paying for his meal. It was eleven days ago. Get over it. In the pub. In our local. Yeah, which we'll not mention. And it was all Grant's fault. Because he'll not be allowed back. Anyway, so shall we score? Yeah, let's let's score this. We've got plenty left. Good job you bought two bottles of it. So. Mm. Yeah, I've also bought two bottles of the next one, which you may or may not appreciate. I think if you called this, if this was a Belgian strong ale and it tasted like this, would you like it as much, given that it's from the Anchor Brewery? It brings back all those memories of San Francisco. If it was a Belgian... Well, I'm, I'm scoring all these because of the time of year, really. So mm. um, I'm scoring them based on that. It's probably not something I would drink regularly. No. Because it's, it's very distinct. Sure, but the snow's flavors, outside. And but, uh, you know, almost Christmas. snow is falling mm. and all that. Um, so I'm, I'm naturally going to score these ones differently anyway. Okay, well, so, on you go. You're, you might as well go first. Well, based on the Christmassy factor. Yep, <laughs> the Christmassy factor. And Sprinkle and with stardust. Just the taste sensation that's going on in my mouth. I'm going to give it an eight. Mm-hmm. A big fat Christmassy eight. Right, uh, Mr. B, you want to go next? This is the most fantastic beer ever. So not, not a zero, then. <laughs> not a zero, not a one. Um... Um, um, Think about you gave a nine to what was the? Uh, I've given a nine to Erdogan, one of my favourites. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to compare this to this time of year and the Christmas beers, um, and even then, I think this is as good as it gets. I'm going to give it a nine. 
Excellent. <laughs> he dropped his pen. Craig, and in surprise. I, 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 I may give it a 10, but I think 9 is probably. We've never had a 10 on the Bearcast. I'm waiting to have a 10. I'm keeping my you 10 for a certain years. If you want. I think, okay, 9, nine 9.5. Oh, he's been talked into a 9.5. There we go. I don't want to give it a 10 because I want to save my 10 for something, something really in the future, good. Something amazing. This is amazing because it's so different and so unusual. I remember you when you had the um, Fuller's Honeydew saying you wanted to save your zero for something truly awful, <laughs> which happened last week. So, uh, sorry, Who knows what might happen in the future? <laughs> uh, Grimm, you're up next. Bearing in mind, you've got uh, some high scores there. Yes, well, I agree with uh, these gents. Um, it's a remarkable beer. And if you, you wouldn't want to drink it every day, but for the season, it's exceptional. I'd say uh, an eight for me. I've actually written Craig scoring my bit on my paper, so I'll have to change that. Yeah, that's an eight for me as well. It's it's lovely. And it, it tastes of cloves. Um, Christmassy and winter beers should kind of taste of Christmassy, wintry stuff. Yeah. And it, it tastes of all the spices and the dark stuff, and you've got the sugar. It's just really Sugar and spice really, really and all good. things nice. That's me, yeah, and that's that as well. Yeah. So I'm going to go. Without the sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish I knew exactly what they put in it how yeah. they made it because they must use spices air cloves and, and so forth mm-hmm. yeah. it'd be interesting to find that out I think Ed, Erdinger should take note winter beer shouldn't just be stronger version of what they already make yes. it should be uh, a lot of imagination involved Bearing, well no I mean Erdinger make wheat beer and the, so their Christmas beer is a strong wheat beer yes Anchor make well their wheat beer no, sorry their winter beer was a strong not their Christmas beer right. yes their winter beer was a but so saying that, is this just a stronger version of Anchor Steam with some more stuff chucked in it? No. it? It's it's certainly got some some of the Anchor te- Anchor Steam smoky um, <laughs> smoky. But, uh, smoky stuff, <laughs> but um, everything else is completely different. Right. I would I wouldn't say it's just a stronger version of that at all. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb now and say that's going to be our highest scoring beer of the night. Bearing in mind, I know what's coming next. Very <laughs> 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 some bad words about this thing that's coming next. I, I we, can't remember. You probably said, but anyway. We said before about our three-way tie at the top on eighty percent. That's got eighty-four. That's our new champion. Yay! And, uh, and so it's so, That's a great beer. So we've broken the records, and now it's time for beer four. There's still one more to go on our Christmas special. Hooray! Yay! Happy Christmas, everybody! Woo! All that. More woos. <laughs> right then, it's uh, beer number four, which is Gordon Xmas. Yeah. That's all the label says, apart from it being 8.8%. So I'll um, pass over to Rich to fill us in on a little bit about Gordon Xmas. What, whatever you can say about the beer, and we, I'm sure we'll say something very soon, you, you can't say it's not the most Christmassy label we've ever had. No. It's quite a t- tacky Christmas label. If we're yeah, being... It's Christmassy it's in the hideous. worst possible way. Oh, I'm getting severe flashbacks looking at that from a certain beer we had a while ago. Uh, this is Belgium. This is our Belgian Christmas beer. So we've now oh, had four Belgium. different countries. Uh, this is from the Brasserie John Martin, or the big John Martin conglomerate. We're part of the Anthony Martin Brewery, who owns McEwan's, Guinness, Magnus <laughs> Timmons, and Craig's screwing his face up again. It smells like a yak. Uh, if you Not listen a yak to analogy for a while. <laughs> no, not for a while. <laughs> if you listen to Beercast number five, we sample Timmons Peach Lembic, and they're also owned by the same company. This is a top fermented dark ruby Scotch ale. Scotch ale. Scotch ale. Scotch ale. It, it's a class of strong dark beer. Okay. Doesn't Where? smell of much. Well, Scotland. Doesn't, <laughs> Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Doesn't have to be. It does a smell Scottish. a lot. It smells. Mm-hmm. Of- 
I can't exactly see what it smells. It smells of. I can't smell anything. Maybe my senses have been numbed. You've been numbed. It's, it has. Is it mush? No, it's it, mushrooms. Are you no, saying it, mushrooms? It smells smell of something it has very it, distinct. It's quite. It's quite malty. It smells like coffee. Isn't it? Coffee malt. Yeah, coffee cake is what caramelly, burnty smell. That's what it is. Mushrooms, coffee cake, <laughs> same thing. It's not the same sort of thing. I haven't put mushrooms in my coffee cake. You're right. Coffee, I don't like coffee cake. Coffee cake is exactly what it smells of. It smells of coffee cake. Right. Uh, they say this is this is the real beer for Father Christmas. It was created in the 1930s, uh, and to accompany festive evenings, Gordon Christmas is all dressed up in its own party clothes. Hence the bottle. Don't forget to ask for some in your letter to Santa. Hmm. It does that bad thing where it uses an X instead of. Yeah, Christmas yeah, it's Christ. <laughs> Awfully <laughs> tacky <laughs> bottle. I mean, it's really awful. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but I'm not going to let that affect unless, my unless opinion. Unless this is the from beer. the 70s or 80s and it hasn't changed the 1970s bottle. As far as it tastes goes, wow. it's not that bad. It's actually, I haven't tasted it yet. Probably should get onto that. Yeah, that's like the one we had last time, only more so in every direction. Which one, sorry? The Anchor Christmas Ale. Oh. Oh, no, it's nothing like it. No, only more so. It's Everything is more pronounced. Oh my goodness! I would I would I'm... say the, the anchor one, the flavours were all over the mouth. Oh, here we go. This one. <laughs> Wait, oh, <laughs> Diagram one, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, you got your shovel. Shovel's mouth, mouth chart. Here we go. Um, well, this one is quite strong and predominantly at the top of the mouth again. again you know, yeah. it's kind of caramelly. Very caramelly. We've not had that word for a while. That's great. The magic Whereas sea word. The anchor steam one tasted like mulled wine. This one has the texture and feel and taste of just like a really strong red wine. I mean, it tastes of wine. It lingers as well. It's got a long aftertaste. Yeah, I can definitely. still taste it. It's quite sweet. Mm. Uh, it's quite rich. No, if you take a big yeah. mouthful off it, it tastes like red wine. Like a really strong red wine. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find much about it on the actual website because the Anthony Martin website is quite high tech and crazy. But on the always entertaining Oxford bottle beer database, they said, or somebody who reviewed it, said that the nose is malty and figgy with roast malts. Taste is of roast malt, alcohol and dark molasses with a treacly caramel and alcohol, alcohol sweetness. Yeah. Combine us all and we make a great tasting crew. Yeah, <laughs> we did anything right there. <laughs> <laughs> Taste of mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no mushrooms mentioned. <laughs> I did chanterelle, not just your one. Oh, one sorry, the metal. A specific, specific type mushroom. of mushrooms. Yeah. They're no. the ones that grow in the ground. No, all mushrooms. Grow in the, <laughs> the ones that grow in the sky. No, <laughs> truffles, aren't they? Ones that grow in my hair. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm not getting mushrooms, but it's quite nice. It's quite nice. It's I don't get mushrooms either. I'd like to clarify this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this smells or tastes of mushrooms. We've moved on from the mushrooms. <laughs> okay, it's official. The press statement will be out tomorrow. Um, I think the more I have of this, the, the less I like it. I started off really liking this. Or, to what Grim said last time, it grows off you. <laughs> it grows off you. A great phrase. Um, I'm going to say the exact opposite. I'm liking oh. it more. Yeah. It doesn't grow off you. No, it, it grows it, on you. That's ah, it. Very <laughs> yes, I see how, you, how you've done it. No, I, I think this is getting better. It, it's not nice, but it's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll put that on the label next year. It's not nice, but it's getting better. <laughs> it's, it's stronger than the other beers we've had tonight. It's 8.8%. Uh, so you can definitely taste it as well. You can, yeah. It's very yeah. alcoholic. Yeah. It, it disguises it reasonably well. I mean, it's not. it doesn't really bash you in the head. 
It's, it's but not it like does a chili taste... or um. Mm. No, it's more sweeter. Than it does chili. taste yeah. thick. Well, the really yeah, strong. Kind of syrupy, the sweetness mm. is yeah. there. Caramelly. There you go. Yeah, I think I think it's too sweet, and that's what my problem is. I, I presume they make it that sweet because they put in the dark sugary mm. stuff yeah. for the Christmas. Uh, it's very drinkable. As, as a yeah, as a Christmas ale, it's. When we had almost, why, why, almost why, why, sherry like in, in mm. sherry, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's better than wine. It tastes like sherry. Yeah, yeah. Well, done. I mean, that's a good. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> that's a good analogy because you probably only want I'm, a I'm small glass. This small glass is going to yeah. be enough. A small glass, just a taste, and then in, yeah. in that case, it would be it would be quite nice. It's warming ten times yeah. more than any other beer. I could feel that right. Yeah. Right down it near McGillies, not right there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a hand gesture. Thank you. Oh, this is it does ex- uh, I hate that phrase but it does what it says on the label because the other ones we've had so far it doesn't the, say anything it says golden Xmas well the, the Christmassy <laughs> wintery feel the three we've had before uh, yeah. you can't imagine even though it's snowing we've been outside playing with a snowman you can't imagine coming inside after that and having a beer that wouldn't warm you up as much as this which it really it's a definite winter warmer this one definitely yeah. is it's a winter warmer it's not I, I can't put the relation to Christmas here at all Whereas the clove like, spice. You could drink this in, in, in January and February, March when it's still freezing. Sure. It's, it's I, a, I don't see yeah. it as a Christmas beer. Cold weather. There's nothing yeah. Christmassy about it. Yeah, I'd say the um, the Anchor beer was definitely a Christmas beer. Yeah. Mm. But this is it's, not. It's on the label. It did. <laughs> it must be true. <laughs> Whereas this is an Xmas beer. Mm, cheating. Uh, it's from Genville, which is in Wallonia. And uh, Genville Ban is a lake, 100 year old artificial lake with a fountain. On the Argentine River, and it's where people from Brussels go for a bit of rest and relaxation. They have a big lake castle there, the Chateau du Lac, and it's a five-star hotel. And their Christmas menu—I'll read you out the Christmas menu because it is Christmas. Okay. Next week, it costs ninety-five euros, which is a lot. Sixty quid. Sixty quid. And for that, you get goose foie gras au torchon, which means cooked in a towel. That, actually, <laughs> that does actually mean that, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> You, you did okay. a bit of chefing. What, do you know? You've cooked something like in a towel recently. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. Cooked in a towel. Cooked in a towel, yeah. Yes. Uh, with enticing red wine roasted fig, that's what they say. And then the next course is Canadian lobster with dainty vegetable lasagna. Then they have tender venison noisette with sage-infused wild mushrooms. Tangy cranberry concentrate and dauphin potatoes steeped in tartufata, which is mushroom truffle mm-hmm. sauce, followed by a yuletide log. That sounds fantastic. I'm going sounds there. Good. Yeah, sounds good. Very nice. For 95 euros. Yeah. What was the Belgian for baked in a towel? Uh, Au torchon. That's, sure that's French. Is that just a no, it, I, actually, no, I googled what au torchon meant and it means it means baked in a cooked it's, in a towel. It's not similar to papayette, papayotte, the French, which is baked, baked in, in a, a baked in like an envelope type like similar to like a could be. pastry. No, like an actual paper. Oh. Bake it, bake it in paper. I, I don't think the chateau bakes au torchon stuff in the towels from the no. chateau. No, <laughs> it obviously means something culinary. It would yeah. catch fire, wouldn't it? It would catch fire, probably. Yeah. Um, I've never had foie gras, so I don't know what it tastes like. It tastes fantastic. Yeah. Everyone says it's the greatest thing ever. I've never had it. So. Another five. What? What does it taste like? Um. It tastes like foie gras is the only thing it tastes of. It's it, pate. Huh? It, it tastes... It's, well, yeah, no, goose, it's not. It's a whole goose, goose liver. Goose liver. But it's in texture of pate because it's, oh, it's so fatty. Oh, it's a whole liver? Oh, okay. It's, well, a foie gras is yeast size. A foie gras 
like a poor piece of liver. Doesn't work on the podcast. Though. And you slice it, and then you, <laughs> that was you, about you fry it. 12 inches for those goes crispy people. Because it's so full of fat and congealed. Oh, you fry it. It, it yes. basically turns to patty and, and sort of liquefies and sort of in its head. The um, liver of an overfed goose. It's yeah. slightly morally dodgy. Yes. They force feed the goose. But as we know, you have low morals. <laughs> yes. Well, you do get ethically... Over the last few days. In the UK, you do get ethically produced sort of foie gras. So is it not very, very rich and hard to Very, very rich. You can't eat too much of it. You don't normally get it on its own. You'll get it with something. But it does taste fantastic. And the texture is... Unbelievable. But you've never had it au torchon? No. With a fig? No. Well, maybe we have to go to the Chateau du Lac in Gemvalet-Ban and try it. Yeah, or we could just get some fragra out of Terrell and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a party I want to go to. Yeah. I've wandered from the topics in town based action. So what are we drinking? Uh, we're drinking Gordon Christmas. I think it's Christmas rather than Xmas. Uh, do people actually say Xmas? Or is it just... Well, it's a non-religious way of saying Christmas. Is it? Well, you take Christ out of it. Oh, mm, that's very true. Well, I can see Happy Holidays if you're in the yeah, yeah. States, which Xmas is nice and is... secular. Yeah, yeah. I prefer that. Yes. I don't really like Christmas. Do you get a lot of the people I've read who've tasted this bring up figs and dates and that kind of thing? Are you getting any of that? Dates, yes. Dates. Yeah. Figs. I've only had a fig once. In, uh, You're getting the runs. <laughs> I'm getting, getting some overtones, undertones, mumbling free. Mumbling <laughs> free, yeah. Um, we got to do that. It's so Christmas. We got to do the Christmas. <laughs> when we had um, the second Belgian and we had John on, he was saying that he couldn't, he wouldn't be able to tell a fig if it came in front of him and kind of waved his arms at him. <laughs> and that, yeah. And we only tasted figs on fig rolls. Yeah, <laughs> figs, figs are nasty. It doesn't taste like fig. No, like figs are nice. Uh, nice. Well, figs are what the posh people cook. Yeah, we're posh. Mm. No, not really. Are we? I'm kind of middle we're of the road. We're all middle class here. He lives in Stockbridge. Cool. I'm not. No, I'm not kind of on the top level though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, we're not. When he had a fig once, put it that way. They're just never nice. It's a texture. It just tastes of. But we're not terrible. getting any kind of figs. I'm not getting fig. No. Hmm. That'll be ambulance. This is the uh, one of the downsides about living next door to one of the largest police and a big hospital as well. You get lots of sirens. One of the largest police. <laughs> <laughs> Policemen, women. Big doggy, you can't miss him. Eight foot four. Any, any kind of crime, especially if you live on a top flat, he just puts his head in the way. Right, Paul, any crime going on? And you're like, aye. We can't have a Christmas special without one of my accents. <laughs> Thank goodness it's not the Australian one. <laughs> that is to come. <laughs> oh, the Australian, Australian podcast. So actually, it worked out quite well. This Christmas one was supposed to be for winter slash Christmas beers, but given we've got the whole going around the world-ish kind of theme, we've got one from each different country, and I think I know which country is going to come out on top, so maybe some scores for the Belgian ale, and then we'll get on to the, uh, the extras at the end. Oh, there are extras? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, there are. Um, yes. Well, I'll start, seems though you were kind of looking at me. Um, I'm going to give this a six. I could give you a reason, but I can't bother. Hey, <laughs> can pretty, I do that? professional. <laughs> True big-ass fashion. <laughs> well, I w- when I first had it, I was going to give it a seven. And then it's got more sherry-like. And I don't know. It's just... Actually, I'm going to give it a five now. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm sorry. 
And and I'm going to give the Anchor Steam one a nine. Oh, <laughs> just change my a last minute just, adjustment. Just because it deserves it. Okay, so Anchor a nine. You're going to put it up to that? Why? Because it was so. Why? Because it, I was scoring it down a little. Because I'm kind of reserving higher marks for decent beers. But mm-hmm. looking back on it, that was a really good beer. So I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. We can't do that. We had other podcasts where people have changed scores. Yeah, so. Jess did that. So yeah, this one. Whereas this one's a five. A five. Okay. My uh, friend over there, what are you going to give I'm, this I'm, I'm going to give this an eight because this has really grown on me. And I said it tasted of wine at the start and then... Shovels said it tasted of cherry and I agreed to that. Actually, it's just occurred to me if anyone has drunk a lot of this and I have, it tastes of port. Okay. It, Actually, yeah. I can see that. I've I, never I, drunk it, port it, in my it life. Tastes of port. I'm agreeing that. with him now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, 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 well. we're getting further down the, 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 <laughs> the sort of stronger wines, the fortified wine list, <laughs> yeah. but now we're at port and it tastes exactly like port and I really like port. And, what, um, what percentage I think is you port? could drink this. Quite with, strong? Sorry? What percentage is port? Is it? Um, I don't know. It's probably mm-hmm. around a 20 or yeah, okay. something. It's, 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 it's a more fortified wine with yeah, brandy yeah. in it. Okay. Yeah, I think. Um, but thinking that and, and drinking this and thinking it tastes like port, I, I would really enjoy this with cheese and biscuits. I think that would be mm. fantastic. Yep. Absolutely. And so, yeah, this gets an eat. This is actually... It's it's not... It, it's an after-dinner cheese and biscuits drink. It's not a, on its own. It's not... A, but fantastic. I'm quite torn here because on the surface I don't like it that much <laughs> but it's as Craig just mentioned it's very much it's not a drinking uh, beer beer it's, it's a have special, a little glass beer. yeah it's, if you don't want to have a glass of port maybe have a glass of this um, I have to say five I think partly because the Anchor beer was so superlative. It shows what you can really do with a Christmas beer, whereas this one is very sweet and not for everyone's taste. Yeah, it's quite syrupy, isn't it? I'm going to change mine to six. It just does that. (laughs) (laughs) Very difficult to decide. It is wavering already It just goes up and down with each mouthful. Can we put between... Four Give it a 5.5. Five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's about five scores. <laughs> okay. If you ever try this, you'll understand why. Yeah, it is one of those beers that does change on you. And I, I totally agree with what Craig was saying, that if you had cheese and biscuits, this would be a perfect drink for it. If you didn't like ports, or if, like me, you never had ports, um, <laughs> this would be absolutely fine. And scoring it in what it says it's supposed to be, in like a winter warming ale, then I've got to give it a seven. Because... No, I'm going to give it a 7.5 because I haven't changed the score yet. <laughs> <laughs> because it is nice and it is warming and you can give, say, an 8 for this and an 8 for the anchor, as I think you did for both of them. But they're totally different 8s. And like I was saying before, this is a, this is a nice beer. You give a 9.5. Oh, do you? Yeah, your, your little list there is... Uh, you did, that's right. Well, okay. This is why you've scored Brent wrong for the last <laughs> podcast in the... Can I change my mind? <laughs> Everyone yeah, else is going to go for it. Make it a six. Six? Okay. Yeah. So we're going up slightly. Make mine a one. <laughs> so no, ten. We have eight, seven and a half, six and five and a half. That's the final answer? Yes. Okay. Good. I think that's... Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll think of that. 
That tell the, the yeah it tells you a lot about how the beer affects beer slash fortified wine taste. How the alcohol affects your titties. <laughs> I can't decide. But it's it's an interesting way of drinking beer, definitely. Um, I think undoubtedly the winner has been of the tonight has been the Yanka Special okay. Ale 2006 edition, and I can't wait to try the 2007. It's going to be very good. If this company is listening, can. We tell them to make better labels, and their beer might get on better. Anthony Martin, and they yeah, because if you saw that in the shop, it is you would never buy it. Well, Richard bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I would never buy it because it just well, looks he was looking for Christmas sales, and it's a it's when you're looking for Christmas sales, that one jumps out at yeah. you definitely. Yeah, but it just looks so tacky. Yeah, they could. Uh, it wouldn't be much to make it a wee bit more. Go and speak to their their um, <coughs> peers in Anchor. Really. Yeah, for a classy label. Okay, I think what what's the uh, time at all? And this is part of the podcast, so. All right, me and Gagan won't start talking about <laughs> things. Yeah. Oh, how are we doing? How are we doing? We're, we're over the hour, man. Now this oh, is uh, definitely God. a Christmas special. Okay, yeah, this is our Christmas so, special, so it, it is Ronnie's a bit longer. Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> Although not as funny, obviously. Um, <laughs> so tonight we've done four winter slash Christmas beers. We've got one that's undoubtedly come out on top, which is the Anchor 2006 Special Ale. Yep. Um, next and time we're going to be doing a mega special edition hopefully if it comes off it'll be fantastic where we've got the four top beers of the year including Anchor Special Ale which is now coming to our top yeah, it's ranking it's just going to be three for tonight yep. and now it's, um, it's got a defender's crown yeah so we're going to take all four of those beers away on New Year's Eve and they're going to be at least eight of us on the panel we're going to get everybody out we're going to try them all and we're going to come out with our Beercast Beer of the Year so, 2007. 2007. So the next podcast after this will be in the start of January, which will be our Beer of the Year show. Um, in the meantime, we're going to have our little special bit at the end of this episode, but uh, more about it in a second. Um, thank you to Shovels and Craig. And Pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure. Brilliant um, Christmas cheer wherever we can go. We're going to yeah. go out and play in the snow now. Um, thanks again to people who have been emailing us over the year. We've had some fantastic emails. Um, thanks especially to... Um, Jeff at uh, Craft Beer Radio for talking to us about why the Japanese beer Angry Boy Brown Ale was so called. We've got to the bottom of that mystery. Um, and keep your emails coming in. It's uh, thebeercast.googlemail.com and you can leave a comment on our blog which is beercast.blogspot.com and uh, Sean is taking off his Mac is <laughs> holding it out of the way which is good. Um, so we're going to say goodbye now. We'll see you again in after New Year. Uh, coming up now we've got a special edition the first thing we ever recorded for the beer cast which was us tasting pork scratchings so enjoy mm. and we'll see you in three or four weeks happy Christmas and happy new year it's bye 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 I'm waving again you're waving here goodbye wave <laughs> I think I think because we're drinking beer we should have it uh, with the beer with the beer okay. and actually since this is the last beer we should have the snack with the last bit. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Here we are with the... What is the snack, Paul? <laughs> Insert drum roll there after we've recorded this. Mr. Porky. Yes, you guessed <laughs> it. We're eating pork scratchings. Pork scratchings. Some of us for the first time. The snack. But being a Yorkshireman, I have obviously had these before. Last time. First and last time. For those that don't know what pork... Pork. For those that don't know what pork scratchings are... Um, the ingredients are thus pork rind, pork fat, salt, flavour enhancer, monosodium glutamate, hydrolysized vegetable protein, stuff. 
rusk, wheat flour and salt, dextrose, colours, paprika extract and ammonia caramel. I, yeah. It's basically bits of pig skin. Uh, yeah. Um, and as they say, it's 40 grams of piggy heaven. I'm not sure what, 40 grams of piggy heaven? Can I have one gram? <laughs> Unfortunately, they come and there's about three bits in here. What? No. Here we go, Craig. Well, while he's taking a pork scratching, it does. Oh my god! <laughs> it does say on the back that it's only recommended for people with strong teeth. So I, can't. I want to smell them. No, that's not, that's not part of the deal. They smell like pigs. I want to expect this pork. Have you seen the bag? Well, of course. Right, I'm gonna have. Pork scratchings, I don't know why, oh my word. <laughs> Mine has hairs on it. <laughs> oh, Brent, you got the hairy one, good. I, I don't know why they're the... So, someone avoided the testicle looking one in the middle there. Yeah, that's a little huge. I think I paid about 50p for this bag, and I'm not sure why pork scratchings are the Oh, it snack. smells so bad. But they are, and when you always see them behind the bar in pubs. Suspiciously, no one seems to buy them. Um, I'm going to realise why. I think I might drink my beer first and then eat it because it's going no. to make my beer taste horrendous. No, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it the proper way. They're going to have nothing to get rid of the taste. That is a very good point, yes. I'm going to take my own beer back. Hey, why do I have to get a chunky, off coloured beer? Mm. You, you have more to take away the taste of than the pork scratch. Well, essentially it's just salt. <laughs> Plus, when I said you're good to me. And everything else I mentioned before. But Has this pig had a happy life? Probably not. Or is it just a very itchy pig? I'm thinking it's happier than I am now having to eat it. <laughs> I've got to say, I mean, snacks, you don't usually... What is this? It does look horrendous. <laughs> it looks like a dried-up slug. It does look like a dried-up slug. But off-coloured slug. It's making me feel queasy just looking up. Why is it biscuity? Well, it's, it's Bite it, you'll it, find it's it, not biscuity. It's kind of fried, isn't it? Mmm, delicious. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, my fellow podcasters here are not <laughs> stepping up to the plate. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Salty? That is, that is revolting. <laughs> oh, it's. I'm going to have another one. <laughs> It tastes of pork flavoured salt, yeah. And it's, the texture is kind of really crumbly. It's not crispy at all. It's, it's, there's a bit, there's a crispy bit on the outside and then the inner bit, if it can be called an inner bit. Well, that's the foulest pork based thing I've eaten today. I haven't been tasting that for a long time. But, um, yeah, it's the softer bit that's the disgusting bit. If it was all crunchy. It was slightly less disgusting looking. That bit's black. Yeah, I'm not in the black bit, but I don't know what that could be. <laughs> oh, I've had three bits. You well, see. there's three first, you've had three bits. Hey! Craig, did you actually have any of that? Yeah, I ate that little bit off the end. I don't mind being called the wuss when it comes to this, because it, 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 it's not something I want to eat. I think we should send this back to the customer service department stating that we had a problem with it. <laughs> yes, I'm not satisfied with the problem. And that it was disgusting. Where should Mr. Porky live? Unless in, in a comfy place. Why does your packet of scratches have to live in a comfy place? Away from strong odours, have they smelled it? <laughs> so I can imagine it could take on odours though. Why, why are they so popular? It contains soya. Why are they so popular? I, I don't understand. Maybe it's an urban myth. 
Maybe there's only 40 old men in Yorkshire eating them, and they have created this Early urban legend. Made in the West Midlands. Brilliant. <laughs> I like the uh, cartoon pig on the front, though. That's, that's quite a... There is a website. Um, yes, read that website. You want um, to try these? Thanks, sir. www.mrporky.co.uk. Mr. Porky Pork it's, I mean, it's not a cartoon pig. It's a cartoon butcher. Yes, the pig dressed as a butcher, which is a bit sick, I think. But I think it's a pig. No, it's, it's just a man. It's just a man. Oh, it's a man, sorry. Oh, dear. Okay. You Sometimes like you get confused between men and pigs. He's got, he's got like a little piggy face. He does. He uh, could easily be confused. Hence, Mr. Porky. <laughs> he's, he's a man that looks like a pig. Yeah, I'm not eating those again. These these are real pork scratchings, aren't they? They're not artificial. They're actually real bits of pig skin. Yeah. I can confirm that this is definitely pork rind and right. pork fat. And soya. Uh, it does contain wheat gluten and soya, yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. a mate of mine used to eat these every lunchtime growing up. Is he still with us? <laughs> he, he is. He is. <laughs> later, later life may be tricky for him, but he's definitely still with us. I've drunk the rest of my wheat beer and I can still taste pork. I didn't have enough to... I can still taste my meatballs from dinner. It's fine. I've got a feeling I'm brushing my teeth. I want to eat pork. non drink non chunky beer. Look at the colour difference. Yeah, you've just got more brown. That's definitely more dehydrated, that one. Well, um, a big thumbs down for Mr. Porky then. Big thumbs down. Well, uh, it's important we try all the snacks, and obviously we're not going to like them. But it's popular and it's a beer snack, so. We I've never seen them before. I've never seen anyone eat no. pork tracks before. Maybe it's an English thing, because they're, they're always back home. Probably is an English thing. 